Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of the YesCast. We are currently at episode 12, maybe? 12? 13? I think? One of the two? Not exactly sure. But I am here with a um, very special guest. Or not very special guest. We'll just give him the status of very special guest. I'm here with a great friend of mine. Um, Introduce yourself. Tell him a little bit about yourself. Whatever you feel comfortable telling them, of course. Right. Okay. Um. Everybody knows me on the internet as as it's Raveline or how people call it nowadays. Raveline. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I'm, uh, I'm a twenty-two-year-old gamer slash amateur photographer in based in the Netherlands. Um. Yeah. Just like. Yeah, I just spent my days playing games, um, practicing more photography, working my ass off when possible. When possible. When po- define define when possible. Like, what do you mean when possible? When possible. Well, um, right now I'm working for a job agency, and they. Don't oh wait. So wait. Hold on. Hold on. Um, so you got the job. No, that's still this is still the old uh, job agency I worked for. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the old job agency didn't really turn out to be the best, mm-hmm. and basically when they have work, they don't schedule me in. But that's kind I of. I've been applying to other jobs as well as another job agency in the um, well, in the moving branch, so moving houses, the interior of houses. And I'm pretty sure I've gotten that job as well. Okay, cool. So like, I know, yeah. I know for you, like you've been going pretty hard at the job hunt. So like, is it actually like, is it paying off? Are you finally getting people calling you back and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a fun, fun, uh, fun thing. I already had a call yesterday, late in the evening, for this job agency, and then another one today. And pretty much, uh, yeah, I pretty much did get the job. It's now just waiting until they have, um, well, they have work for me because it's a really, um, well, the time right now is a time when not a lot of people uh, move houses, mm-hmm. move to another place. So it's basically just waiting till the opportunity comes and then we'll start working my ass off again. Now, I know that like, um, like what you can do as far as work is very limited because you have um if i'm not mistaken a knee problem what yes, exactly yes, what ex- right. what exactly happened there what uh what's wrong with your knee um well what's wrong with my knee there's a lot of things wrong with my knee uh i used to uh follow a college study uh, based on tourism and I had an internship in England and it's really stupid we jump and like ride bicycles and play football with the children I used to work with every single day and every single Tuesday um, after work we had this like uh, some sort of football challenge so we just played football with a whole bunch of us and one jump can literally like end it all. Uh, I jumped to get a ball, um, landed incorrectly 
all my body weight was pressuring the wrong side of my knee so it kind of snapped backwards and that's where i tore my meniscus if that's i think that's the english word for it as well uh yeah i, I mean it i don't know what part of your knee you're talking about but um i think um, i think meniscus, that that's I think the meniscus is in the... Is your meniscus in your knee? I think so. I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the meniscus is part of the ligaments in the knee. It's basically some sort of cushion that um, rests between the bones. So your knee is a... Um, let me see. It's a joint where you... Um, to function, there is some sort of cushion between the bones of the joint. And the meniscus, that's that, um, yeah, well, that's that cushion. cushion. Oh, okay, I, I, I see. It's right between your LCL and your MCL. It's like in between the two. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I, well, I damaged my bones. I, well, tore my uh, meniscus. Um, I damaged my cartilage, if that's the word for it i'm just yeah cartilage well. cartilages yeah so i damaged the cartilage um then i had seven full months of rehabilitation and after that my stupid face decided to just like do it again so i again snapped it backwards another uh, seven months of rehabilitation and it was just hurting too much um for what's normal so uh i went back to the hospital and eventually i ended up having a a cyst uh -huh. and well then that was for the for my surgeon enough to um, decide that i actually needed a surgery on my knee to remove the cyst and um rework my meniscus interesting would like how how active were you before you got hurt because i mean from like what you said before you seemed like you were like a pretty active person like you said you were playing football all the time um like were you like really active before you oh, hurt your yeah. knee um it's i used to be really active like i well i used to work with uh with children and they'll just have you running and jumping all the time <laughs> i used to practice uh football like two times a week with like the match in the weekend i used to practice uh, ninjutsu two times a week which is a japanese self-defense um, sport uh, i used to uh, i used to swim in competitions I used to be a swimmer. I, I used to be a swimmer, yes. That's so cool. I was a really, really active person before yeah, well, all the stuff with the knee happened. I dated a swimmer. I dated a swimmer once. Oh, swimmers are the good ones. <laughs> swimmer, I, I, I dated a swimmer once. It didn't work out. We dated for like we dated for like two months and then down the yeah, down the drain. That's okay. Down the drain. Yeah, it's okay. Right. Down the. It's okay though. See, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because. No, it's all good. Um. Every, okay. Every time I think of swimming, I don't know if you guys um have this movie in um the Netherlands, but it's called 
Um, Baywatch. I don't know. If... Oh yeah, yeah, we know it around here. Okay, okay, okay. So every time I think of like someone swimming, or I go to like a swimming competition now, I um think of um. I think of the scene where it shows um Zach Efron's character in like um the swimming Olympics where he starts swimming so fast and he's like not going up for breathing. He just starts throwing up in the pool as he's swimming, but he was like the fastest swimmer in his competition and has like several different gold medals. Right. What'd you do? Sounds was that you? He were you thrown up in the um, pool? I did, did swim uh, some competitions, not that much because I just enjoyed swimming and not so much the um, competitive side of it. Mm-hmm. But I can say I was pretty good. I was fast. See, I never, see, I never really been like big of a sports person. I played baseball when I was younger. Um, but I, I played, so I played baseball from the time I was five up until my June, my, uh, my freshman year of high school on and off. So from about five till about 16, I played on and off. Um, and I really enjoyed baseball. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy sports, but I realized that like, as I got older, I felt more comfortable and I enjoyed doing, like, photography and videography and just, like, content creation more than I did sports. And now I'm at a point where, like, all I do is, like, around the world of content creation. And I'm having a really good time with it. Like, the podcast is something that I've wanted to do for a while now. Um, and that's I think that's one thing that, like, where I think me and you get along really well. It's because we both have, like, sort of, like, a passion for content creation and just, like, yeah. the creative side of things. What got you into that? What got you into photography? Oh, um... Is it something they, like, you self-taught, or, like, did your dad do it, and then you kind of picked it up from one of your parents? Like, how did you get into doing photography? Oh, no, no, no. It's, um, it's definitely self-taught. I, as a little kid, I grew up in a, a store where they sell, um, miniature cars. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my dad used to own that store, so I was always really into cars, and when I grew up, I started to, um, to go to all these car events to just check out some cool sports cars, some cool classic cars, and just take some uh, pictures on my phone from them. And eventually, I found myself enjoying that so much that I decided to invest in a camera and just teach myself how to um yeah well how to manage a camera how to make good photos how to edit good photos and um that eventually grew into what's now my biggest hobby hobby my biggest enjoyment in life Mm. i just try to take photos of everything i see i go on a walk i take my camera with me i do photo shoots occasionally the classic car events as well yeah just basically try to um photograph everything i see that i like like when i have my camera near me yeah see that's the thing that's the thing for me is like you like because me and you know each other out of like we're actually genuine like really good friends like i consider you one of my best friends now um so you so you know like a lot about me and like what I do and 
I'm self-taught on everything. I've self-taught myself everything I know about photography, videography, editing, podcast editing, audio editing. Like, I've taught myself literally everything I know about, um, like, photography and, ed- like, literally everything I do as far as, like, content creation. I'm self-taught on that. And I think I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but, like, I just, like, for most YouTubers that go to school for, like, four years to learn how to take or edit and, like, take classes on, like, videography and photography and stuff, I can do most, I can do everything they can, probably even better, and I'm self-taught. So, like, you don't have to go to school to actually be good at it, which is really cool. And I think it, it's like, and but that, but, like, the... That goes for like anything in life. Like you can self-teach yourself literally anything in life and be just as good or even better than some of the pros in that field. Right, but nowadays, nowadays it's um, pretty much really easy to um, teach yourself things. We have Google, we have YouTube, with like in the smallest detail details explained how to do. Um, specific things mm-hmm. so i mean that's also um how i taught myself the uh well the photography i'm doing right now i yeah. just tried to figure out in the manual of the um of the camera or just google or youtube to how to create that what one might see as a trash image but might be a perfect image image in my um in my eyes mm-hmm. Now, when you said, because um, when you when you were giving them a little introduction to yourself, you called yourself an amateur photographer. What do you what do you mean by amateur photographer? Well, since photography is just a hobby of mine, and it's like um, not uh, well, I'm not getting paid for it, so that's definitely uh, the difference between amateur and professional in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I um yeah i just do it for fun i do it to distract my uh to distract myself or when i don't really have anything else to do and i just pretty much keep the photos to myself occasionally a photo ends up on instagram or facebook or anything but like the majority of the photos or like i only only me have seen these seen the majority of the photos yeah with like had the opportunity present itself to where you could pursue photography or um yeah just photography as a career would you like drop every like is it one of those things where like you want to do it so bad and you enjoy doing it so much you would like not necessarily drop everything for it but like quit your current job or like whatever job you're currently working to go pursue photography if the option like presented itself um I've always said that I do eventually want a career in photography, no matter in what branch I've studied or in what subject I'm working. I've always, uh, like for the past five, six years now, said that I eventually do want that career in photography. So if the opportunity presented itself, um, like right now or in a few years from now, I would not necessarily drop anything i'm doing right now but i would definitely highly consider taking the opportunity if it's um worthwhile and if it uh, shows me that it um would be suitable of a job to um 
yeah, to also get paid for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like the thing about like content creation and working in that is like your job is like everything is so hit or miss. Like you're never guaranteed to get or like I don't know. You're never guaranteed a good outcome in like the world of content creation. It's like very hit or miss. So yeah, it's like true. you could spend like hours on a video, but only get like or only make like I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a good way to word it. You could spend like hours working on a video and only make like five hundred dollars off of it or not like some some youtubers like the small youtubers that like aren't partnered or anything yet spend hours on their videos they only have like 100 subscribers and they don't make a single penny from it which i think is ridiculous yeah so it takes a lot of time you have to not only develop your work but also develop a community and yeah. developing a community is probably the hardest thing there is out there right now because that already are so so many either small or big communities mm-hmm. well that and that's why that's why like kind of going back to what you said about like how hard it is to build a community nowadays it is very hard to build a community and that's like the most like that's something that people look in like is a major factor for people when they so like when they like subscribe to a youtube channel or follow someone on twitch or subscribe to someone on twitch or just like take the time to watch a stream on twitch community is a huge thing that people look for they want to feel welcome they want to feel like they're part of the stream just as much as the streamer is and it's really hard to like do all that being so small and that's why i think um that's why i think and why i give um our good friend um excellent flex or um john so much credit is because he's been working towards this for like the last year he's coming up on two years um, this year is going to be his second year in full-time streaming, and he has done um, an absolute amazing job. He's created such a beautiful community that is so supportive and so loving, and I, it's how me and you met. So, like, you know what I'm talking about when I say that this dude has truly known and felt the grind of building a community and, like, it actually paying off and working, like, being able to do it as his job. Like, just build, like he's building... A community as his job which is amazing like absolutely insane yeah and that's um for twitch that i do see myself uh, doing the same thing i tend to um more easily go check out smaller communities because you have a lot more um communication with the people in chat with the people in the stream itself than mm-hmm. when a community already has like 1500 viewers on a daily basis yeah like the small communities i used to follow which are now growing big i pretty much lose uh, attention in watching those streams just because the well the community starts to get so big that it doesn't really feel like uh, everyone's family anymore yeah which for an excellent flex is a perfect example of not just building a community but it actually does feel like family when you're around in his stream yeah that's what i like about his streams is because like you go into like um you go into chat and like you type hey like when as soon as you get in chat and you say hey 
everybody like you immediately as soon as you get in the chat no matter what day it is no matter how long you've been in the streams as soon as you step in a chat and say hey you're immediately getting welcomed by everybody else in chat and you feel like you know everybody which i think is really really cool that's one of the really positive sides on in um, smaller communities yeah it's just like i don't know i like and i like literally love the feeling of like going into like a streams chat and like everybody knows me and i know everybody and i like know their story and know them like on a personal level to where like i would consider like and i have said this before and i said it on my stream yesterday um i consider everybody in the flex fam literally my family like you guys are not only friends but you guys are like my family and i like even if i just met you or i have known you since eight months i've been in the flex fam you guys are amazing you guys are my friends you guys are my family and i love each and every one of you you guys are more than just family to me like you most definitely because i mean you like i mean just like not necessarily for the, like flex's stream but like just in general streaming and like follow like streaming myself and finding streams to watch has like streams have helped me through a lot and it's like a really good way for me to like distract myself from like life's problems and stuff it's not i mean it sounds like really depressing but it's a true statement and it's i think it's really crazy that some people can like look to content creation for like it's kind of like a safe space i mean it's no lie that content creation is a huge thing if not a huge job nowadays even though so many people try to do it and fail the ones who do make it you can really see the effort in either if it's gameplay or the community itself it's just such a big thing nowadays yeah and that's like one thing if you got i mean if you guys ever tune into my streams twitch.tv slash it's a logan selfish plug um if you guys ever come into my streams um you'll notice whether i'm good at the game or not whether i'm dying 24 7 like i was two days ago playing the evil within 2 um my main thing is chat 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 i my main focus is community and building friendships and just showing everybody in chat love i could be dying so much and like like want to want to cuss and just throw everything all over the room but like chat is like and it's not this sounds cheesy as hell but like chat is there to like calm me down yeah and that's <laughs> one thing i always say uh to streamers whether they're uh, big streamers or small streamers it's not about the game you're playing on stream mm-hmm about your communication with the people who are watching the stream because you if you play uh, call of duty or minecraft people will come back if they appreciate the streamer <laughs> they join in for the game but they stay for the streamer yeah that's really good that's really true i agree with that 100 percent. i think um i i think that's only the like Really, only the main one of the main reasons I enjoy streaming so much is because um, the community and just getting to know people in chat and meeting people from around the world. But at the same time, getting to share with them a piece of my life that is very important to me and a huge like part of my life because 
gaming is, to say the least, a coping mechanism for me. Um, oh, definitely. So it's really cool to be able to share with them a part of my life and then at the same time get to meet them and kind of get to know their stories and where they've come from, where they live, how they've gotten to where they are, and like even maybe later down the road help them with stages of like hardships they may be going through in their life. I think it's really cool. And I love that about like I love that about streaming. Which is why I'm working towards Twitch affiliate. The plan is to get yeah. the plan is to get affiliated by the end of this month. So by hope, the end of this month. You can do it. Dude, I got affiliate, so you definitely can get it. Yeah. See, I've been working to like I've already I broke the fifty followers requirement for affiliate forever ago. Like I bro- oh, yeah. I broke the fifty followers requirement for um affiliate probably like almost a year ago when I first started streaming. I just never put in the hours to get like the three or more viewers count. But like this the past the past two days, my the past two days, and you know this because you were in stream yesterday, you have to have like eight hundred minutes streamed or something like that. Um. Oh God, dude, I don't know all the requirements off the top of my head, but one of them is like 800 hours or 700 hours streamed in a week, and then seven unique broadcasts, which I think is, I think that means like streamed seven days in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, stream seven days in a row, um, at least eight hours, if I'm not wrong, and 50 followers, and then an average of three, um, people either viewing or chatting in the stream <laughs> see i didn't i didn't know that i didn't know the what the seven unique broadcast part was but um i mean you know from yesterday and the past few days um i've been playing the evil Within. i played through the evil within two on stream amazing game by the way highly recommend you go play it story is absolutely amazing if you want a good game that is gonna wrap you in for a good story but also scare you when you least expect it definitely a good game to go to um definitely but i've been playing through that on stream and yesterday i streamed for seven freaking hours bro that's the longest stream i've ever done in my entire life you actually hit the seven i actually hit seven i ended the stream and it was i hit the seven hours mark and it was seven hours and 15 minutes was the final time i think i went from I started the stream in chapter 8 of the game, I think. No. I started the tre- Hold on. I started the stream in like chapter 6 or chapter 7 and beat it, which is 17 chapters. So I got through 10 chapters of the game in 7 hours. And I, I took like maybe two 5 minute breaks ish. I think ish. I mean, I took like, I only took like two different breaks the whole stream. And they were no longer than 10 minutes each time I took a break. Because I don't like to take breaks for too long. Because then I start losing viewers. But um, recently, the last few days when streaming, um, I know I can get Twitch affiliate easy by the end of this month. Because like the viewers part is like no problem now. Because the last three days playing The Evil Within, um, I've averaged about... like, And I've my my view count has never dropped below five people, I think. My view count hasn't dropped below five people, so I'm already meeting the requirement of three or more viewers every stream consistently. Um, 
and I'm really excited. I'm really excited for affiliate. Once I get affiliate, I'm really going to start putting some time into streaming and really focus on it for a little bit. Oh, it's definitely a grind. Um, it definitely is a grind. Yeah, but see, it's like one of those things where it's like I enjoy doing it so much, the grind is worth it, you know? I don't like that's the one thing about streaming is like streaming can feel like a grind but it's like a good grind like you and like you actually get something out of it and you like it's not a grind that you're just like is the grind from streaming is different from the grind of like sitting in a cubic cuticle all day working on like office work you know yeah 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 like you the the grind from uh working in a stream is going to feel a lot better than like working in a cuticle because in a cuticle you're trapped in one confined space all day for six hours and i mean let's be honest anybody that works a nine to five job in a cuticle is not happy it's just not they're just not because there's no way you can sit for six hours in a cuticle constantly busy working a nine to five job and be happy i mean hey it may be so it may may be for some people out there and if that's if you enjoy doing that more power to you, but I could never work in a job like that. Never. Never my entire life. Because, I mean, hey, once again, as cheesy as it sounds, pick a job you like and you'll never work a day in your life. Because at that point, you're That's just... Very at, true. At that point, if you actually enjoy your job, then it doesn't even feel like a job. It just feels like like anything else you would enjoy in life. It doesn't even feel like you're working. Which which is kind of how I feel about, like, the podcast and photography and film and everything between streaming now. And, um, I don't know. It's just really cool. Like, the world of content creation for me is my safe place, but it's also, like, become, like, a really cool job for me. And I'm super, thank- I'm super thankful for that because it's been a grind to get where I am and build what I've built. Um, but yeah, how is like, I don't know, am I the only one that like, even when I'm like, no matter how dark things can get, like, no matter what stage of your life you're in, like, just for me and you, I mean, this is speaking on my part, but I know you've been going through it as well, my, or not specifically to my story, but, um, my grandma's been struggling with cancer, you know this. But, like, yeah. streaming and, like, making videos and working on the podcast has, like, seriously, like, obviously not gotten rid of that pain completely, but it's, like, helped immensely. That's how, like, powerful streaming and content creation is for me. What is that for you? Like, what has helped you through your, like, because I know it, you had um your friend was battling lymphoma if i'm not mistaken which is the same which is the same type of cancer that my grandmother um was fighting um what helped you through that would you say like if you could give some people advice that are some struggling that may be struggling with the same type of issues right so what i at least try to do whenever I'm struggling at a specific point in life, whether it's um, anxiety, depression, or for example, my friend who, well, had a very serious stage of lymphoma, 
um, I try to distract myself uh, the best I can, whether that's picking up a hobby like writing or photography for me, or if it's um, gaming or just maybe watching live streams. I always try to distract myself to the best of my ability. And um, I also always try to um, seek for help, to get in touch with uh, people. Like, for example, we've talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I just talk to to people to try and ease my mind and see if they have any tips on how to overcome specific situa situations. But probably the best tip I can give is if you really have a lot going on in your mind, write it down. And it might see you might look really cheesy, but if you write things down, you somehow or somewhat clear some space in your mind mm -hmm. which after writing it down will already make you feel significantly significantly better than you um did before and yeah not work, then just try to um yeah try try to find yourself in hobbies or whatever you like to do if, for example, in my case, my hobby is photography, if I have a specific mind of uh, that I'm feeling alone, I try to get my camera, go out and see if I can capture that one specific uh, thought or that one specific emotion that's going around in my head. Mm -hmm. Like I try to um, to photograph something which tells me if you look at this picture, lonely should be the first word that comes to your mind. Yeah. Wow, that's really and cool. That's, I didn't know that. That's basically how I try to, to distract myself. So as well as focusing on hobbies, as well as reaching out to other people to just talk about it. Dang, that's that's actually a really cool way to cope. To, to, okay. Dang, that's actually really cool to be able to like to be able to like catch a feeling, or like take whatever you're feeling, you're feeling, and then take like capture that into a photo, and like actually yeah, go out and be able to. Normally, I do keep those photos uh, to myself. Yeah, it, okay. um, yeah, makes sense. It definitely works. So far, it's. Is that has worked for me, and I'm sure in the future uh, it will still work for me. Yeah. Just because I really do enjoy photography, but also because I can literally um, photograph a, a specific thing I see and compare it to what I feel or think of in my mind and. And um, yeah, well, seeing that image then reminds me that uh, when I had that feeling, that was the way I coped with it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like for me, I I mean, vid, uh, like videos and photography has definitely been like a really huge way for me to cope. 
but just kind of um, since you touched on that side of things as far as coping so much, I want to focus more on like um, talking to someone. Talking to someone, I think if you're going through something, whether it's anxiety, depression, or whatever feeling you may be feeling, you may just straight up be confused. And you just don't know like where you were at in life or whether you're happy, whether you're sad, you don't like you just genuinely don't know how to feel. I think no matter what stage of like life you're going through, talking to someone is definitely a huge way to help. And I know for people like for some people listening, it may not be easy. And I I get that. But please, this is coming from someone who never ever ever would talk to someone in a million years, two years ago, about what he's going through or what he's feeling. But now I'm at a point where, like, I'll just openly discuss what I'm going through in a Twitch chat. Because, I mean, yeah. it's just that important. Yeah. And you never know how many people are feeling what you f- are feeling or can connect with you and meet you where you are. Um, if you don't open up, I can't stress to you how much keeping all that inside will literally eat you alive and just destroy you mentally even more because you're just holding it in. Right. I can definitely second that as someone who's been struggling with anxiety and depression for at least the past 13 years. I can definitely say that um, talking about it, if not, is definitely one of the things, if not the most important things to do when you feel like you're having maybe just a sad day or a sad week, maybe sad month. Talking definitely is the most important part of it because you're not just sharing um, your story with someone. You're also, while sharing it, you're giving them the opportunity to see if they can assist if not help you on your journey and as my favorite quote always says don't let a stumble in the road be the end of your journey one setback does not determine whether your um, whole life is going to be either negative or positive it's a uh, it's like mountains uh, one side it goes up the other side it goes down and then it starts all over again you just try to find some sort of balance in there before you um, can actively work on getting it, making it better. Mm-hmm. And that's also why talking is so important because talking probably is as well the hardest as it also is the biggest step in trying to overcome whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. I. Um, have never been really good with talking, but recently and, um, in life in general, I've noticed that talking has helped me the most, um, especially recently, um, recently I've been, I was going through a lot mentally and I was really confused about where I was at in my life and like what I should do. So what do I do? I call, I'm ask one of my best friends to sit down with me and talk with me for two hours and by the end of that two hours I was feeling and you know who I'm talking about um, I was feeling yeah, yeah. 110% better than I felt going into the call because I mean 
I don't know. There's like, it's so hard to put in the words, but like you just feel so much more relieved after talking to someone. Yeah, and one thing I have experienced with myself, I've also not really been that much of a talker, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I more or less tried to put what I have in my mind down into words. And that's also how my hobby for writing started. I just try to, if I'm not talking to anyone, then, yeah, I was just trying to put it down on a piece of paper. And that's also something that, for me, has been a really good coping mechanism. Because eventually, when... um, when I ended up talking to someone, I, for one, already felt a bit better because I already had it put down on paper. Plus, I could read uh, to them what I wrote down on paper so that you don't forget what you want to say, but also can share with them how serious it might be at that moment. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Mental health is such a is a thing I feel about so strongly, because I know like how hard the battle can be, and I just truly don't want anybody to feel like their battle with their mental health is bigger than them, because they can and definitely because they can beat it no matter how difficult and impossible it may seem. Whatever you're going through I've mentally, on... you can beat it. 110 percent definitely and i've been on both sides of the story i've seen people go through it and win the battle against themselves which i personally do see as the hardest battle there can be Mm -hmm. i've also seen people go into that battle and and not win it and that's definitely um when you're at the point where you think things can really go sideways, then it's almost already too late. Yeah. So if always try to seek help before that, and if you do come at that point, then definitely seek help at that point, because how matter hard you try and how matter hard, doesn't matter how stubborn someone can be, it's not a, um, battle you're going to win by yourself yeah 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 for sure it's it's okay if you want to do it alone and people did tell me then it's something um something how they told me it was is it's something you have to do alone but you don't have to do it on your own yeah, and that really made uh, made a big impact on my life because I knew it was something I had to deal with. But knowing that there were people out there looking out for you already improved so much because it all also knowing that makes it easy to just open up to someone. Yeah, I feel like. Um... Opening up to someone is the best thing you can do, honestly. And it's diff- it works differently for other people. Some people may feel strongly about other things. And they may find other ways that is best for them to cope and deal with whatever they're going through. 
but for me personally um talking to something or talking to someone is definitely um i find that has been the best for me but on a more lighter note before i start crying my eyes out i'm kidding um on a more lighter note um i'm gonna go ahead and call it because we've been going for 40 like i wanted to do a 30 minute episode um and we actually ended up going a lot or a little bit longer than that but hey no worries we're having a great conversation which isn't a bad thing at all um once again um thank you so much for taking the time to come on because i mean this was very last minute very very yeah, last thanks minute for having me. Thanks for having me, um uh it was very last minute because i was like dude wait hold on i need to i need a podcast to put out today but i don't have any of my pre-recorded podcasts with me oh god okay well who can i talk to that i think would be a really good episode oh hey let me just contact rav so and here we are um yeah, boy. you're actually the one of the last episodes on the season Woo woo! Oh, you should really? yeah so this episode is capping out at 15 episodes and then i may or may not be back for season two Dun dun dun. No, I'm definitely gonna be back for a season two. Um season two, I'm doing a lot of rebranding. I've got some really cool ideas for season two. Got a lot of really cool guests planned for season two. Season two is gonna be really, really cool. Um I got a new logo coming. Instagram for the podcast coming soon. Um Twitter for the podcast. All that good stuff is gonna be coming soon and ready for season two. Thank you once again, Rav, for taking the time to come hang out with me talk share your story share some advice uh do you have any parting words any uh, any parting words. any any yes. advice you want to send them out with whether it's in life mentally or in content creation just be yourself there's nothing worse than finding someone who's pretending to be someone he or she is not just just be yourself and everything will eventually yeah, 110%. Um, who are you trying to impress, dude? You're literally like, no one, like, it. it's going to suck to hear this, but no one cares. You're not trying, like, you have nobody to impress in your life. Just be yourself, be who you want to be, do what you want to do. And, um, yeah, life will just, I can't guarantee life will be all sunshine and rainbows, but um, just be yourself, love who you are, love what you're doing, and I can promise you, It'll pay off and you'll be more happier than you were if you're pretending to be someone you're not or work in a situation or be in a situation where you're just not happy. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Thank you, Rap, for coming on. This has been the YesCast episode 13 or 14, one of those two episodes. Thank you, guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. Episode 15 is going to be a really crazy episode. I have a crazy cool guest planned for the last episode of the season. and. uh yeah don't don't forget if you want to support me you can head to um the support link on the website um which is anchor.fm slash logan chase morrow um just expose my full name ha um ho ho you guys get the exclusives on here but yeah if you guys want to find me that way and support me that way um you guys can pledge pick whatever amount you want to pledge a month it's basically the same thing as if you were to like subscribe to like amazon prime or something but you get to pick the amount you want to 
support every month. Um, I don't know too much about that. Um, also, for next season, I want you guys to go to that same link and you can send me voice messages or voice voice links that I can add at the beginning of every podcast episode. Um, if you, you guys can ask me a question, I would prefer that you guys ask me a question. Um, if you guys use it to try and self-promote or anything, obviously I'm not going to include it in a podcast. But feel free to, um, I think at the start of every episode of next season, I'm going to take a random voice message, um, whatever the question may be, and answer that at the beginning and then get into the topic at hand. And uh, I think that'd be really cool to get the viewers more in touch with season two. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye. Bye.